This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey guys, <laughs> it has been a month. I will tell you that it has been a really, really busy month in my life. Um, yeah, uh, some of you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Last week, the trailer for the documentary that I filmed last fall came out. It's called Lula Rich, and I put the link in the show notes. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead and check that out. Very excited about that. That is the big secret that I've been keeping. That is the big thing that I've been working on that I couldn't talk about, and I'm so excited that I can talk about it now. Um, I have a lot of really cool things coming up. I've been super duper busy. I finally have a website, robertablevins.com. That is me. I started a blog. I will be writing there a little bit more. Just trying to make my presence online a little bit more known, uh, especially with the documentary coming out. I want to make sure that people are finding our message and getting educated. Um, I also, you know, sort of want to consolidate everything because I'm still having issues on TikTok. Um, now I'm having both of my... Both of my accounts are getting banned. My uh, my main account right now is on a seven-day ban that I get back on September 1st, but I'll probably go right back into a week-long ban again because my videos are being targeted. And my other TikTok account, my backup, was uh, on a 48-hour ban, but the video that was banned got restored. It was not bullying, surprise, surprise, and my account came back before the 48-hour hold. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm posting all of my TikTok videos that I think are important on my Instagram, my IGTV. I'm going to try to start updating everything a little bit better. Um, we'll see. I'm working on it. Like I said, I'm a one woman show over here. So please bear with me. I have way too many things to do and just not enough hands to juggle all the balls. Anyway, Thank you for being patient while it took me a little bit of time to get this episode up, but I hope you enjoy it. It's a little something different, uh, but it's a perspective I think that we need to hear. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. I'm genuinely excited about this episode because it's something that we haven't done yet. I am about to introduce you to somebody who is in, we, we calculated it as about the top 5% in multiple MLMs that she was in. And um, she has a very interesting story as to why she decided to speak out on this podcast. And so I'm going to hand it over to her and she's going to tell you her story. 
please welcome to the show, Julie Smith. Hello, hello. I'm so excited about speaking out on this finally. Um, so here's the thing with, with mine. I didn't realize until maybe two, three weeks ago that I've got a, a story to share. Um, I just kind of, I'll start from the very beginning if that's okay, because I, it's, I'll be short with it because I feel like it's long. Um, I actually started multi-level marketing, direct sales, whatever you want to call it, um, back in, I want to say it was 2003. I was 18. Um, and my friend's mom approached me about Avon and they had the, what was it called? Uh, Mark or something. Um, they had like for teenagers type of thing. So that was kind of my first taste. Um, my mom did actually direct sales parties, that whole thing. She did that when I was younger. So I kind of grew up, um, she would be gone like several times a week, you know, doing her home parties and she did well, like she was a stay at home mom. And that, that was, you know, her extra money. Um, I don't know how much she made. I've never asked her, but she obviously enough to, to keep her going with it. Um, so I did the Avon thing for maybe a year or two. Um, I didn't make a lot of money. Honestly, it was, you know, you sell something to make like a dollar or two, but it was just kind of hobby, hobby selling. I wasn't trying to do it full time, even though the lady that got me started was, you know, making like all this money. I don't know. Uh, or she made it look like she was. Um, so I kind of quit doing that, you know, and then um, fast forward a few years later, my son was about a year old and I went to a pamper check party with my mother-in-law and the lady was talking about the opportunity and, you know, I'm like, this would be something I could do, you know, like one or two days a week or something for extra income. So I got started in that and I, I did like doing it. Um, but I kind of realized at the beginning, I'm like, mm, cause I had to go like Wednesday nights, you know, they had like their get together things where I had to do like the meetings and stuff. And, and I'm like with these like old ladies and I was like 22 at the time. So pamper check was just kind of a weird thing for me to be involved in, but I had that, um, and this one was my first taste of like money from um, a multi-level marketing company. Um, cause I did do pretty well. I qualified quickly. Um, it's been a long time since I've done it. So I don't remember, you know, how much I made exactly, but I know my checks were decent enough for me to keep doing it for a while. Um, but I kind of got tired of doing these meetings. I felt like I was working for free. Um, you know, I worked full time. My son was a toddler. I didn't like, I don't want to go hang out with old ladies two hours a week, you know, but I, I kept up on it for about a year and then, um, things kind of happened. Um, I decided to go work at night because my kids were little and wanted to be home with them during the day. Um, and so then I was done with, with any of that for, let's see, this would have been about 2007. Um, fast forward now to about 2016. Um, my dad passed away and I feel like talking to you, um, you know, you kind of went through this too. It was a, a weird, like vulnerable time. Um, and I had actually quit my job. He was very sick and, um, I, I was taking care of him. Then he passed away. Um, and so I was home, I was kind of bored, um, decided to, you know, get a couple part-time jobs type of thing. And then I was uh, messaged by one of my friends. Um, she was doing Monate and, um, she actually told me this is the one and only time she reached out to somebody about the opportunity. She was not spammy whatsoever. She's just like, Hey, I've, you know, I've been doing this. Um, you know, I'm making decent money. I'm having fun. 
what the heck, you know? So I looked into it and I thought, man, I'm just not, I'm not ready yet. Became a customer. I know there's a lot of horror stories with everything. I did not have um, a bad experience with the products whatsoever. Um, so anyways, I'm a customer for a couple months, right? And I'm working part-time at uh, my kid's school. And it's okay. I, I like doing it. But I'm like, man, I kind of miss being at home, you know, because I was home for like a year before. And, um, you know, I, I'm talking to my husband like one Saturday night. And I said, I think I'm just going to sign up for it. And he's like, okay. My husband is like so supportive. Everything that I do, he is the best. He doesn't ever question me. He's just like, you want to do it? Let's do it. And um, just on a whim, I didn't even talk to my friend about it. I just signed up. And she was like, you know, obviously now that I've been in it and when you recruit somebody, it is like, yay. I mean, it makes your entire day when somebody joins your team. So I'm sure she was probably like when she got the email that I signed up because it, it was such a surprise. Um, it jumped right into it. Um, it did so well within, I want to say it was like three or four months. Um, I, I, I ranked pretty quickly. Um, to be honest, it's been a few years. I don't remember exactly the ranks that I hit, but like my monthly checks were more than what I was making at my, my, you know, I was working like seven hours a day. So it was kind of part-time. Um, and I'm like, maybe I can quit my job. Um, and, and I did. So I was able to, to leave that job and do this full-time. And I have a I quick was, question. Yeah, so yeah. what year was it that you were in Monate? So I started in, uh, actually it was the very beginning of 2017. So that's, and that was kind of the beginning of like the Facebook. Um, at that time I was kind of seeing some people pop up, you know, that were doing direct sales and stuff like that. It, this was the beginning of that, like this whole Facebook groups, you know, within like six months, I swear the whole Facebook was like, you were, if you were friends with anybody who sold anything, they were inviting you to groups and having like their pages and messages. And it, it was like getting out of control, but I started at the, like the beginning of that. So I feel like that did give me, um, kind of like an upper hand on everything because I, yes. I don't feel people were doing that as much. So, um, yeah, you, know, so you got in early was, enough that you like before the hype. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Which I, is a really key factor to being successful in these mm -hmm. businesses. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. And I'll, I'll get to that when you say, yeah, so I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Right. And I want to say it was about a year later and I could be off with my dates here by a few months, you know? Um, but, um, my friend joined another company and this one is a ground floor opportunity. You know, um, I joined as number 569. They were brand new and, you know, I feel so gross, like saying stuff like this, but at the time I was making the Facebook posts, like, I found a ground floor opportunity. You can be a founder and we use that to our advantage. And so I was doing both companies, um, actually for a little bit, you know, I want to say about six months, I was doing both. Um, now technically with money, I wasn't supposed to be doing another company, but this new company I joined was skincare at that time. I didn't have their skincare line yet. So there was kind of a fine line there. Um, now I had other girls on my team, like my upline that had also joined this company. And I didn't necessarily follow them. It just kind of worked out that we did it together. Um, so it wasn't their fault that I left. They didn't cross-recruit, nothing like that. Um, but they were getting bullied. Like, um, 
threatened almost, I want to say like, oh, well, Mane can sue you if you join this other company. And I, I didn't experience any of this. So I was, I was like terrified. And I told my husband, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I've spent now, you know, I want to say that the product pack I, I bought for the new company was like $300 or something. And I'm like, did I waste my money? Because I can't, you know, and I was already doing like well in this company. Like I was getting people signed up under me, um, was doing really well. And then, um, and, and I like these products too. I, I still do. Like, I don't use them anymore, but again, the, the, I know the, the biggest thing with multi-level marketing that people talk about is the products like, Oh, they're crap. You can get something cheaper. Um, they were very expensive, but I liked them. And I think that's what made it so hard is I believed in the product so much. Um, and so, you know, when I joined this new company, all of a sudden I became a hun. Um, I, I'm kind of one of those people that's, I don't know, my personality is just kind of out there and like take it or leave it. Um, it can be kind of mean sometimes, like it's just my personality, but I like turned into like this totally different person, like the awkward, weird happy all the time, um, making like, for instance, today, when I'm talking to you, I I'm at the lake and I swear if this would have been three years ago, I would have made a Facebook post. Oh, because of my job, you know, I have the freedom to come to the lake and, you know, be with my family. It's a Saturday. Like I work during the week, Monday through Friday, I can still come to the lake or get, you know, but but you, you're trained, like the longer you're into it, you're just like, everything is because of my company. Like they, they're so awesome. Like, you know, they allow me the, the, the freedom, the, this fun stuff. Um, and so it's I, like that I got, cult, I'm sorry. It's like that culty devotion like, to the leader. It is. You're absolutely correct. And I did not realize it now I, I'm picking up on it when I'm on Facebook and see it. I'm like, that was me. And my memories pop up on Facebook all the time. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like that's not even me that that was not me, but you know, I, I was my upline, you know, and again, I, I didn't have, um, I guess I should kind of share this. I didn't have a bad experience really with any of my teams. Um, my uplines were great. Um, honestly, most of them are still with these companies. So I, I didn't have, um, weird toxic bullying. I did, you know, I I've listened to some of these stories on here and I have, I know that this stuff happened. They, they teach you every company teaches people, Oh, be, be present on Facebook, be present on Instagram, go live, um, show your, your true self. So, you know, like I literally recruited my husband into doing lives with me and my daughter did them with me. You know, we would do makeup lives. We would do hair stuff. Um, and then I, I realized, you know, I was kind of building this following of girls from other companies. Um, and so I started because I, I found that what I was doing to recruit these people, it, it was working. Um, and it was just, it was basically like building friendships, finding a way for them to connect with you. And then they would reach out to you. And that's how I built my team, which is awesome. But the, uh, this is how a lot of layers going on here. <laughs> um, I know we're going to get to all of them too. <laughs> I feel so good to talk about this finally. I don't think I've ever shared any of this. Um, so any of these girls would start to follow me and they were wonderful people. Um, 
but but I was realizing that, you know, with this new company I'm in, ground floor, people can come in and become founders. So I use that to my advantage to, to for people to start following me. I was very good at making Facebook posts, very good at writing them out. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I was never, I don't, to be honest, I don't know why I was so successful with it. Um, I, I worked hard. I worked very hard. Um, and, and the thing that they don't tell you, you know, I, I quit my job to do this. Right. And I, I was doing well, but for instance, I'm, I'm at the lake. I, I would be on the phone right now, texting people. I would be making a Facebook post. You're, you know, it's so funny when I look at these posts of, of people who are so into this, this lifestyle still and doing this as a career. And they're, they're you know, I went at the beach with my kids and, you know, working while I'm watching them play. I don't want to be working while I'm doing that. Like that's not, and I don't know where that backwards philosophy is, but, but that was what I was doing. Um, it's just, it's such a, a bad cycle with that. Um, and, and How so many hours a day, do you think you put into your goodness. business? Um, I was on my phone all the freaking time, you know, and I, I was guilty of doing the, the cold messages. Um, now I will say I didn't do them to everybody. It was literally people that I would look at and think, yes, I want them on my team. I didn't just anybody. Um, I was always on my phone. Oh my gosh. Like my, my kids, my husband would be like, will you stop? And, and even though I was working hard and yes, I was still getting paychecks every month the time I was putting in, you know, my job now, I clocked out at four o'clock yesterday. I'm done until Monday at 7am. I don't have to work. They don't expect me to. And so I want to say it was, you know, so I'm, I'm going on with this. I'm going on with it. And things are fine. Like I, I really never got to a point where I was like, this isn't working anymore. Um, I, I definitely deal with like anxiety, um, seasonal depression, things like that. And these direct sales is not the place for you to be when you're, when you're dealing with that anyway, because as, as things are changing with like, for me, um, I, I live in Alabama now. I'm originally from Indiana. The, the winters, I would be a hot mess because I didn't do well with leaves going away and, you know, snow and all that. And so the up and down of the industry, plus that I got into a place, it, it was, um, January of 2009. I do know it was, it's that time. I, I'm like, time to take a break. I was, I was in this weird cycle of Facebook friends who all did network marketing. I had people following me. I had people messaging me about the opportunity. I was presenting it to them. And it was like getting to a point where I'm like, I'm marketing this to other people and other companies who are failing. Again, I'm not saying they're failing because of them. It's just, it's not working. And, and I, I was getting cold messaged, you know, Hey girl, Hey, you want to, you know, watch this quick video, you know, we're, we're blah, blah, blah. And I was so good at flipping those cold messages and getting people to ask me about my opportunity. It was a big cycle. So I have a quick question. Um, <laughs> when you would make these posts on Facebook or social media, you said, you know, you had so many MLM friends that were doing other things. And this was my experience, but what did uh, you experience in the comment section of those kind of posts? Like, was it mostly your MLM friends being supportive? Yes and no, um, because that's a standard in any company. Ground, there's, there's a Facebook group for everything in your company. There's a leader group. There's a, a, a regular new recruit group or whatever your company is that calls new people. There's a, 
how to promote your business group. There's a training. There's at any time, 10 groups for your company that you're in. Um, they're all the same. I know because I've done it. Um, I know because I've started the freaking groups. And um, of course I didn't work. So I had time to like keep up with these groups, but I, ha I had girls on my team that work full time. And they're like, you know, I, I, I don't have time to watch this stuff and, and you read and, you know, all this training, because when you sign up, you know, I know you had said with LuLaRoe, you were kind of on your own. You know, um, I've, I've heard multiple girls talk about that when you sign up, like you're kind of on your own to, to get through stuff. Um, you know, my company's had awesome training, but you have to put in the time. And so these girls would sign up and they're like, I have questions about so-and-so. And I was so busy that I would try to tell them, you know, Hey, you've got to go through and do this training and read and, and all this stuff, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. The amount of training you have to do when you start. Um, I can imagine how much but, product knowledge training that there would be in a hair care company, because as a professional hairstylist, we have our reps like come into the salon and we will actually have like early classes before the salon will open sometimes about product knowledge about all these. Mm -hmm. So I could imagine with an MLM company where the products are constantly changing being discontinued so everybody <laughs> buys all the discounts a new product comes out so everybody buys a new thing <laughs> like I can just imagine how much doing recommendations we should not have been doing recommendations it was ridiculous the amount of and I I had some customers that didn't care for their products and and stuff like that you know but we should not I'm I'm not a hairstylist <laughs> we should not have been pushing this stuff <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, like you really only need a social security number, a pulse, money, and and the join link. That's the really the only four things you need to join any of these companies. You don't need any qualifications, any expertise, any training, any education. Uh, you don't even need an interview. You just sign up and you're in. Would, you know, people get with me and I'd say, yep, try this, this, and this. My downline would sometimes message me and say, hey, they've got this and this going on. What do you recommend? And I'd say, hey, recommend this, this, and this. So I was like working to tell them what to do because they were still learning and it just never stopped. So I will get off on tangents. I apologize. Hey, <laughs> I, so I love tangents. <laughs> tangents are super welcome here. This show is very conversational and I am trying, like I say, all the time. I am trying to be on you're mute a little bit more and not interrupt. <laughs> I am trying you guys. I promise it's a learning curve. No, you're doing um, great. I feel like I just keep talking. So it's, no, it's great. Tangents are wonderful. <laughs> I, I will say um, that, that we've gotten the, the coolest stories and experiences and like answers because of tangents being like, Oh my God, you just jogged my memory. I completely forgot about this. So yes. I love them and I welcome them. Okay, and I think cool. everybody <laughs> listening probably loves them too. <laughs> yes, I do. I myself, I do. Um, but to answer your question, they've got all these Facebook groups in the background. So you'll, for instance, do, um, you'll share your post, which is awesome because you want to share on your post because that means that it's, you know, Facebook algorithms. So you share it to this group. Of course, people who are reading on your personal page don't know who shared it. You know, they could just be somebody awesome that thinks you're, you know, everything's awesome. Um, basically it's like a, a product post that you would, you would talk about. Um, we, we got this new shampoo. I'm just going to throw an example out there and you're, you're trying to get, you know, the more people that comment and like the more it gets out there and, and you want people to, it's, it's urging you want people to be excited. You want to, you know, your average person across the street, you want them to think, 
hey, everybody's interested. I, I want to look at this too. You know, FOMO is a, is a, a big thing taught in this, in this industry. Um, so you share this post and then all these huns over here, they go like it and comment and say, oh my gosh, best decision of my life. And, um, you know, basically, and, and I, I've, I've seen people later on say, why is it always the same people commenting on your, you know, never mind the fact that if they click on their profile, they sell the same stuff. Like that's just what I was going to say. That's what the interaction was. Now I will say my messenger was very busy with product and um, product recommendations to purchase products, especially with, with money that I had, I, I did very well with money, um, but it was also newish when I did it. But I, I was very, very, very busy. So just because that post looks like um, not a lot of interaction from outside people, I, I was busy in the background talking to people about it because that, that's a big one too. They'll, they'll tell you, oh, keep sharing because, you know, likes and comments don't pay your bills. It's what, what you're doing in your messenger, you know. And this is why these, these companies train people that if somebody says, you know, for instance, you know, my hair is a hot mess today, but if, if I had my hair all done and somebody says, oh my gosh, your hair is awesome. Um, you know, what do you use? And you'd say, Hey, let me send you a quick message. It's too much to type. Boom. You got them in your messenger. Right. And that's, and that's a great example because people yeah. always ask that, always ask yeah. me that on TikTok, And they ask me that on Instagram and they say, why do people always say, PM I'll PM you or I'll send you a message real quick. Please explain that. You got them. You got them. If if you know, and I would for me, I would say, and again, I tried so hard not to be spammy about it because I really wanted to be genuine. I wanted my paychecks to be to be good. I I on my conscience, I couldn't have, you know, but but at this time you have to realize I I genuinely believed in my products. I believed in my opportunity. I love the fact and, and kind of a quick backstory on me, why I pushed this so hard for people to join me because back in 2012, I started having kidney issues. Um, a lot of medical bills. My husband and I were broke. We're still broke to this day, man. I'm telling you. Um, it's just, I, I have surgery every two years for my kidneys. It never ends. Um, we've always been broke. And so as a result, I used to work seven to seven daily. I used to work Saturdays and Sundays, holidays, whatever I could do to bring in extra money. My husband did the same. Um, I worked so hard when my kids were little. There were some nights I did not put them to bed. I dropped them off with a babysitter. If they were sick, my mom took them for the day and I went to work. I hustled so flipping hard when my kids were little that when I had the opportunity to jump on something where I was still getting paid. And you have to understand too, I was not making a ton of money. When I left my job, I was making, but I, I was making about the same when I was working seven hours a day, long, long story short. Um, but I, I love the fact that I could get my kids on the bus. I, I love the fact that I could be there for their Valentine's day parties at school. They could go have lunch with them. I could make doctor's appointments and didn't have to take off work. I believed so much in being able to have that freedom, even though it wasn't really freedom, but for me, I was there for my kids. Like it, it was just, it was awesome to, to be able to have that. So I, you know, they talk about your why they talk about, um, you know, you, you want to connect with people. And, and I'm telling you that the, the um, most people I've talked to that join an MLM have done it because of emotional reasons. Um, 
it's sometimes for money. A lot of times though, you know, they talk about, you know, these people get up on stage at events and start crying and talk about, you know, I couldn't pay my car payment. My car was getting repoed and we can pay our house payment. It, they, they do that on purpose. Now they may believe in their, just like I did. I still to this day that I'm, I'm think my kids are teenagers now. I'm thankful when I, when they were little, I could do that. So I would push this so hard on other people and I would get literally hurt when people were not interested in it because I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like I'm living my best life over here. Um, and, and I was, I was working a lot, but I was still there, maybe not present, but I was there. And so that emotional part of it for me, I pushed it so hard. And, and I hate reading those Facebook posts now because I'm like, you know what? I work full-time now and I'm like happy to be at work. I'm happy to leave my kids at home. (laughs) You know, right. I love that. I love, I'm like, my daughter's like, what are we going to do today? And I was like, I'm going to work. (laughs) Sorry. I have to go to work. You're going to school. (laughs) Yes. And, and I, you know, I, and that's the thing, you know, um, I, I would get hurt when people weren't interested. I, I, I didn't understand when pe- my best friends did not want to hear about what I was doing. And, and I had to accept that I wasn't trying to be spammy, but I, low key, I was like, don't they, don't they want to like be like us, you know? And, you know, my, my friends and I, and, and our team, you know, we would go have Starbucks and, and take pictures, you know, and be like, oh, we're having coffee today while the kids are at school. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, um, you know, you deciding to leave MLM or you deciding to just sort of be like, this is too much and I can't keep up with this anymore. Like what got you to that point? So about January of 2019, um, seasonal depression, everything hit me. Um, I I was having panic attacks. Um, My husband's like, maybe you need to take a break because again, I was working seven days a week. You know, I had freedom. I was staying at home, but man, the phone was in my hand all the time. He's like, I think you need to take a break. I went to the doctor, um, you know, got on some good meds. Um, and I decided, you know what? I think I'm gonna go back to work a couple times a week. Went back to waitressing. Um, it, I didn't really need the income. Um, I just needed something else for me. I posted about this. I made several posts again to this day. I, I still feel like where my head was at with it I, because I, I made posts about going back to work. In the background of those posts, I was telling people, it's because I, I made all this money and I've got the residual. I can take a step back now from my company, from my business that I'm doing, and I can go back to work because I want to. And it, that's really what happened. But I always found ways to like put it out there. I'm able to do this because I do this. And I was very good at making these posts and having people read them. And I'm telling you, every time I wrote one, somebody would message me and say like, Hey, what are you up to? Or, you know, I want to know more now. 99% of these didn't get into anything, but I was very good at getting people to make that post and getting people to come in. So I go back to work a couple times a week. Okay. I'm loving things. Um, and it's so random because my husband and I just decided on a whim, you know what, we're going to move out of state. We're going to move South it happened so quickly. So by April or so, my husband and I are like, we're going to put our house up for sale. And we did. Um, it sold within the first 12 hours. We came down to Alabama within two weeks, found a house and within less than two months of deciding we were going to move and, and actually moving. I mean, it was like less than two months, like seven weeks for all this. Um, wow. and so in the time, of course I'm busy. I just, 
I don't have time to work my business. I'm still getting residual though. So I'm still in the background. I'm still, um, helping my team a little bit by now, because I wasn't working so much. My downline kind of started, you know, because the girls that I did have did okay, but they needed to be coached a lot. Um, and when I kind of just stopped, you know, they kind of, everything kind of fell apart. Um, and so we, we moved, um, we got settled and by now there's new products coming out. You know, I don't know what the flip is going on with these. I mean, you take a break for two months and like, there's a whole new product lines. I don't know what's going on that the, uh, the comp plans have changed. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm like the same rank. Um, I just kind of decided, you know what, I'm just gonna just let it go. I went back to work right away when we got settled. Um, and, and I'm just kind of in the background, like still in my team pages and and whatever. I actually just had a girl message me maybe two months ago. That's still in my downline. Like, Hey, are you still involved? Cause I've got a question. I'm like, Nope. Like, I don't, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I'm sorry. You know, I'll, I'll help you the best I can, but I'm so far out. Um, I'll be honest. I, I think it was two months ago. I still was getting residual payments. Like, so I did still have customers that were still, but I, I haven't been working the business and is Over that from the founder aspect? Is that why you're getting residuals? Um, I don't know. <laughs> so I I would think because I am not placing and and I am not part of it anymore, so I don't know what changed. I I was thinking, you know, usually you have to place an order of so much like every 30, 60, 90 days or something to stay active. I haven't been doing that at all. Like I'm not buying these products. I'm still like getting like some money here and there, um, but I'm not working the business at all. And I have no idea because I'm not paying any like annual stuff <laughs> like to stay in. <laughs> I wonder if it's just that all the people that are underneath you, like connected to you are doing enough group volume and stuff that, that you're not having to hit anything because they're doing they're- it all for you there's something, it's not a lot of money, but it's, it's still there. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I have a friend that's like super anti MLM and she's like, she's actually kind of in the same situation where it's like a founder type thing. And there's just like two people above her, like to the top of the top. And she Mm -hmm. still gets like a decent check. She told me, she's like, dude, I only stay in for this check. And because it really messes with the dude above her who she doesn't like at all. And he's messaged her multiple times being like, just quit because he wants all of her income to roll up to him so he can get all her money. And she's like, it's more fun to get a check and like say F you to this guy than to quit. And I was all girl, do what you got to (laughs) do. Absolutely. And and that's the thing I, I, and that kind of happened to me too. I had a girl on my downline that I signed up and she was awesome. Um, she, she joined another company and did really well with them. So whatever, you know, I, I was happy for, her. um, but she had a girl under her that was like a rock star, but it was like blocked by this one leg. And I'm like, can you quit? Like, cause and I'm, cause she had stepped back and I'm like working so hard with this other girl, she's hitting ranks. And I'm like, you know, and this is another thing they don't tell you about when you're, when you're, a leader, you got to buy gifts for your people. Um, you got to hook it up when they hit a rank, you got to like, you know, when I, I'm not going to say exactly the, the gifts that I've received, but they were high dollar purses. Um, I'll just say AirPods, um, 
a, a big ring light. Like these were um, gifts that I, I got for hitting ranks for my upline. So this girl down here is hitting the ranks. I'm not getting a penny really other than just because she's helping my group volume. But I'm like, man, but you know, I still, because I, I still wanted her to do well, you know, I hooked up with the gifts for her. Um, but yeah, you, you put a lot of money into when you're a leader. Um, you're, it's just expected and every company does it. And, and then you're also expected to make a post um, when you get those gifts. So when I got my gifts, right away, make a Facebook post, a FOMO post, like guys, I just for working my biz, I'm getting this. Um, now I'm telling you, I worked hard for that stuff. If there was a contest in our group page, I am on it. I, I'm, I'm that way at my job. Now, if there's a contest, I'm winning it. Um, exactly. Like hit the bell, <laughs> get the prize. Yes. Dopamine yes. shot. Give me my next yes. one. <laughs> and you know, and they tell you when you're a leader, like, oh, it's a tax write-off. Don't worry. Save your receipt. Like it's a tax write-off. You know, you buy that coach purse for your team because you want them to feel appreciated. You know okay. what? I need someone that's listening right now that's anti-MLM and is an accountant to email me and say, I want to talk about what is and isn't a write-off, what is and isn't a business expense on the podcast. So that's my call to action in this episode. I need an accountant that knows what mm -hmm. they, and, and is willing to talk to me. Please email me. <laughs> I would like to know too, because I, when I did my taxes, I didn't bring that stuff to the table because I, I was embarrassed. I'll say it. My mother-in-law does my taxes. Okay. I, I have an accounting degree. Uh, uh, uh. I don't do tax accounting. So I literally hand her a shoebox of like everything. And she just sits down and she's like, okay. And, and I, the first full year that I was in an MLM, I had receipts for everything. I had receipts for my, you know, you've got your mailers, you've got receipts for your stamps that you're buying. You've got coffee, um, you know, Starbucks dates, where you're talking to somebody about the opportunity. You've got, um, you know, on my lives that I did, I would do giveaways and I would feel shit um, just to get people to participate and share my, you know, I, and now I will say I, I made money with my MLMs. I did not, I was not upside down. Um, I'm very thankful because some of these girls are, it's very easy to get into it and not realize how much you're spending to make money. Um, and I'm thankful, even with all of my write-offs, I was still making a decent amount of money, you know, for, I, I'd say like a part-time income. I'm not going to say I was making like five figures a month because I wasn't, um, I was kind of in the middle, you know, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of extra spending going on. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent point because you and I were going to talk about something that mm -hmm. is that, and it's something that I experienced in my MLM and I know that other people experience it too. So I'm going to have you explain, um, we'll talk about both of the things we're going to talk about buying your bonus, and then we're uh -huh. going to talk about buying your rank. Absolutely. So even though you're hitting these ranks, anytime somebody on your Facebook page hits a rank, I promise you, I'd be willing to bet my entire paycheck right now that they bought into that rank somehow. So one of probably my biggest cringeworthy, even talk to my husband about this, um, this, 
I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. Okay. Cause we, we bought, you know, I would buy my own products anyway. I, I did use the shit. So it's not like it was wasted. And they tell you just buy extra, you know, if you're, if you're a hundred PV away, just, just buy a shampoo, you know, you're going to use it. Okay. Yeah. Like you're going to use it one day or you can give it away yeah. or you can make a basket and drop yeah. it on your friend's door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can, you can use it in some way. Or... So just buy it now. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, so this is my biggest cringe word. Actually, there's, there's two parts to this. So this particular month I was up for a big rank, um, a, a big rank. Now, this is something that once you're into MLMs and you see what's going on, I'm not saying it's okay, but once you're into it, you're like, okay, I'm all, um, I'm on board. Okay. So you're here, you've got your upline, you've got their upline and so on and so on. Then underneath you've got these people. Okay. So you start at the bottom and you think how much PV do they have to hit to bump their GV up, their group value? It's a domino effect. This particular month we had, we were offering people like literally 50 to a hundred dollars back if they purchase the product pack to get signed up. So that was money that was just coming out. Okay. Everybody went in on this together. Like my up, me, my upline, her upline, like everybody was like, Oh, I'll put $25 towards whatever. I don't remember what the amount was. So we had all these girls getting signed up. We, we talked them into getting signed up. Okay. They were already customers were like, Oh, if you sign up, you get a big discount, yada, yada, yada. That's a dangerous thing too. I'm not going to get into that. It's better to keep your customers. Don't recruit them. I'm just going to say that anybody who's in, in an MLM currently or has been knows what I mean by that. You want to keep, because you have, once you get a customer signed up as somebody on your team, all of a sudden their volume goes into your group volume. You still have to have your personal volume that comes from your customers. So this particular right. month, there's that yes. endless chain, right? You recruit your customer. Now you have to find a new customer to replace that customer. Yeah. So if you're constantly recruiting that customer and buying, getting new customers, it's an endless chain. It, and it is, and it, it is exhausting because awesome this month you've got, you've got it moved around. Okay. So I would, I don't want to say I would target customers, but if I had customers who were loyal, who loved the products, which I had, I had a lot, I didn't have a lot of customers who didn't like these products. So it was very easy to be like, Hey, if you buy a product pack, you get all these products for a discount. I'm also gonna, I'll, I'll uh, cash up you 50 bucks, you know, um, just to, just to help seal the deal. These, and they would, cause why not? They're going to buy these products anyway. It was a better deal. So I've now moved them from customer to, um, person on my team. So this particular month we had several girls going on like this. Okay. Um, I drove like an hour away to get one girl signed up. Um, gave her like a bunch of product, gave her like $75. So stupid what I did to get this girl signed up, but we needed her to get everything bumped up. This night though, we're, we're looking at it and we're like, okay, so customers aren't, aren't buying stuff. We, we got, we got to put our heads together guys and figure out what we're going to do. We put together like a $1,200 like order. I did 200, she did 200 and so on and so on. And we put it in the right places. I, we placed an order under one of my girls, under her girl to get everything. It was so stressful. I was up all night waiting. You know, we put the orders in and we're like waiting. And at the last like half an hour or so, our, our GV wasn't being updated. And I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm like, I just put 
this much money. I mean, I, I put at least $200 towards products, not to mention what else I put towards other girls to get them to sign up. Plus I gave them product. I, I couldn't even at this point tell you how much I put into this rank, but my upline was like, well, but you're going to get a check for so-and-so next month. So, you know, even if you put 50% of that check into it now, like you're still going to come out ahead. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Okay. I am. But once, once me and my upline realized who we had to work on to get them locked in, I hit a rank. She hit a rank. She hit all the way up the line. Well, I shouldn't say all the way. It's probably like two ahead of me. We all hit ranks. And I felt so gross the day after because the day after end of the month, first of the month, you're always going to see these, these posts, you know, all these girls on my team hit these ranks. Oh, you guys are, are boss babes. And, and they're going to say what promotion they got and, and what perks they get with it. I specifically told my upline that day, I said, please do not post anything about my rank because the girls underneath me did not understand what we were doing. I wanted it to be about them. Cause again, I wasn't trying to be spammy. I wasn't trying to be a bad person in this. I wanted them to win first, even though it benefited me. Um, I'm ashamed. I'm so ashamed that we did this. Now the girls underneath me, I don't, I, I don't think they ever thought it was a bad thing. You know, they, they never said anything because they hit ranks too. But once you get into it and you realize what's going on, you, you get these girls ranked up. And then once you're ranked up, good luck hitting it the next month. Good, good luck. Um, the, these girls that are hitting these car bonuses, good luck. In, unless you have, because I, I promise you, they have finagled GV and PV somewhere. They've put in for it. And then suddenly it becomes a cycle, probably just like you with LuLaRoe. You know, you make all this money. Oh, got to put it back in though. Yes, I'm making money, but it keeps, it's a cycle. It keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. And, and I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I, I want to keep hitting ranks, but at what is the cost? And, and even at this point, I still didn't think that it was like bad. I still, I, I was still like, well, I'm still making money. And my husband, bless his heart. He never said a word. If I was him, I'd been like, stop, what are you doing? Like, you can't stop putting the money into but again he was so supportive he he was like oh you know she's making money he, he was one of my biggest he brought me customers he brought me you know he got people to ask me questions about products like he was one of my biggest supporters but now looking back I'm like we were just customers we were just customers we we were not we didn't hit those ranks because people love the products or people signed up because they want to join the opportunity because what was happening is all these girls that, that bought product packs that were considered part of the team. They never did anything. They never brought in income ever, ever. Uh, I'd say a good 90% of them never worked the business. Um, and so here I've moved all my customers to hit these ranks and now I'm left with nothing. It, it's, it's a, it's a weird high and low where you're, you know, when you hit that rank, you're like, Oh, I, I can do this. I can do this. That next month hits, everything goes back to zero. And you're like, I got to do this all over again. And that is something that not many people talk about until they're out. They, because yeah. you don't talk about that. You don't want to tell potential business people on your team that, Hey, you, you're going to have to put in a lot of money because that, that's the biggest thing. You don't want people to know they got to put in money to hit these ranks. 
it's and it it sucks. Yeah. It, I'm I'm heartbroken thinking about like hitting those ranks and then you'd get the stupid pin or whatever they flipping sent you in the mail and it's you know make a post about that. It's a never ending cycle of yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yes, it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, and uh, you know it's something that like you said like a lot of people don't talk about. Um, a lot of people don't even know this exists, which is why I was so excited nope. to actually tell this actual story that you just told. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. says in Ponzinomics that you will never understand how MLM works until you are inside an MLM. And then by then it's too late. Yes. <laughs> and Absolutely. it's so true. And hearing that story, like I was listening to you tell it and I'm just thinking, like, this is what Robert means by you not understanding how it works until you're in. Because you're like, oh my gosh, yes, it's so wonderful. And then you're like, wait, what do I have to do to get your, I I need to put in $50 and she's going to put in 50. And then everybody, oh, is this how it works? Very confusing. This is, and this is why so many people get in and and they are gung-ho at first. You know, um, most people that sign up are interested. They, they, they want to, but then, then you're, you're dealt with the task of when they get signed up, how do you, how do you bring this stuff up? How do you tell people like, okay, it's not just sharing the product. <laughs> like it's, it, it's, it's not just watching these training videos. It, it's also like you're moving PV around and, and figuring out how you have to do it. And I'll tell you, I, I, I did this in, in both of these companies. So it's, it's the same. Um, and I know for a fact it happens in other companies because people, people do talk about it. Um, now it's not something that's shared openly, but it is shared among people who are out of MLM apps it's it, it's and everybody has those same feelings there's usually a, a feelings of guilt because you're like I can't believe I did that like but I participated but you don't know when you're doing it you're just like mm, it's just part of it it's just that's just what you do like you you know it's not a big deal because you're going to get that bonus check so even if you put in 50% now you're, you're still going to get some back so you're not you're not losing any money so it's okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a hard concept to grasp, you know, coming out and, and looking back on it and uh, kind of sort of realizing like coming out, I call it the Kool-Aid fog and like coming out of the Kool-Aid fog and being like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I was a perpetrator. I was a victim, but I was also a perpetrator. And I think that's really important. You know, I say 99.7% of people lose money. So 99.7% of people are victims. And we're all victims and we're all perpetrators, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe not all of us are perpetrators. There are probably some people that, you know, joined and, and, and never did anything else, you know, mm-hmm. but the majority of the people in MLM are, are unfortunately both the victim and the perpetrator. And yes. it's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to come to terms with, but once you yeah. do come to terms with it, like you said, you're like, oh my gosh, like I feel so good telling this story and like it's getting it off my chest and it's almost kind of like therapy where you're like oh that secret's out okay it's out of me now and mm-hmm. it's out in the world and it's going to help people now and and that's 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 part of it and so when I emailed you because I'm like mm, it's okay you know I, I knew years ago that that stuff was kind of weird you know but you're just you're taught not to question it you're everybody's doing it you know when you're looking at the top of your company and you're like well, they're doing those things. So it's, you know, that's, that, that, that's how they, because they, they're, they're constantly telling you like, you know, if you work hard, you, you can be in the top 
1%. You can get the car. You can get these, you know, $100,000 bonus checks. You can, you know, buy a house in another state and move, retire your husband, um, put your kids in private school. Like they, they sell this dream of, but you have to do these things. And, you know, and again, it's going back to, you know, you wouldn't, you're, you're a salesperson. Like I, I'm not good at sales. Like I, I, I would never apply for a sales position, but that's what the hell I was doing. I was selling it. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See at the polls. Let's get into uh, the mental health side of, of MLM and what you experienced. Um, so many people tell me that Haley's episode is one of their very favorite episodes. Um, and so I want to talk to you about what you like, what was going through your head when you heard that episode, and then also what you experienced in that, the psychological manipulation and the, in the mental health side of it. So I, and, and I randomly found you um, on TikTok. And I, I started listening to your stuff maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, actually, Haley's episode was, I listened to him in a weird order. I don't know. Um, she, hers was probably one of the last ones that I listened to, um, standing in the kitchen, making dinner. And I, I would just kind of 
turn you on, listen to your stuff while I was making dinner, things like that, like kind of background noise. And for, for her episode, I, I actually stopped that I was doing to, to listen. Um, because I, I was like, and, and this was the day that I told my husband, I'm like, I think I, I want to speak out a little bit. And he's like, about what? Because I didn't, I didn't realize you had had problems. And I'm like, I, I didn't per se. I didn't, um, I, you know, I didn't have bad uplines. I didn't have, um, you know, people pressuring me. Um, I had actually very supportive people that would bend over backwards to, to make me successful. They, I think I was just lucky to be honest. Um, but Haley's episode, I realized this is a, a real problem. Um, it, they, they really prey on, and, and this has been discussed in most of your episodes, they prey on people who are emotional, people who need something. You know, I, I did not talk to people who were making good money in a corporate job. Um, I talked to people who were struggling financially. I talked to people who are stay-at-home moms and bored and, and because that's how you can connect with them. However, you, you paint this picture of MLM is going to solve your problems. It, it gives you a sisterhood. It gives you an extra paycheck. It gives you purpose. It gives you something to do while your kids are napping. It gives you, um, you know, of course you can win vacations and things like that. It gives you something to work towards. Um, it gives you a feeling of fulfillment. You can own your own business. Um, and all those things are great, you know, but, but the thing that that people don't get until they're in it is that there is a lot of manipulative tactics um, where, and it's so interesting. And I think this is why I've latched on to your episode so much. Um, I don't know why, but I literally was obsessed with all the Scientology episodes. I don't know why. I just, I really got into it. Um, this is like literally the same concept, except it's like a money-making thing, like, but it's not, not that science, you know, Scientology obviously is making money, but this, everybody else promised to make a piece of the pie, right? And, and the cult-like behavior that starts with it, you get to a point where you're feeling like you're, you're stuck, you know, I sometimes think, you know, okay, I, I'm glad I got out when I did. I, I can't imagine if I was still in it, but these, these people at the top, of these pyramids, you know, they, oh, there's not, a, it's not a pyramid scheme. Yes, it is. It, it is absolutely. And there's people at the top making money while everybody else is struggling. They can't leave because they're locked in. Um, the, the thing with, with network marketing, direct sales, MLM, they're, they're all the same. And they paint this picture of, oh, you just have to do this and you're going to get this. And, and there's so much disappointment, you know, there, there was some girls that I got signed up and they, they were so disappointed. They're like, I can't even talk to people, you know, um, how, how come you can do it so easily? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm just your average person. I'm nobody special. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I did. Maybe it was just luck. Maybe it just worked out. I, I have no idea, but it's, it's very up and down. When you hit those ranks, when you get those bonus checks, you're feeling on top of the world. It is an incredible feeling. Um, and much like probably a regular business owner is like, like a, someone who makes cakes when they get a big order. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it, it, it all feels the same. Um, but when you're, you get all this weird pressure, you know, you feel like you're letting your team down. 
Um, and then you also, you know, this is something that I, I don't know if I've ever heard people talk about, but it's something that just I, I thought of real quick that I want to talk about. There was one month I, I worked so hard. I recruited a lot of people, sold a lot of products. Um, I came up short for my rank. I did not hit this new rank, but my upline hit a rank that month and she she wasn't working her business at all. I was so heartbroken and, and I was happy for her. Like it, it, it was nothing personal against her. I was like, that's awesome. You know, but I think you hit it because I was working so hard because my team bumped you up. Um, yeah, you know, all of your hard work benefited yeah. her. And that was something that, you know, at the time I, I was, but you know, with, with MLM, they, they make it seem like, you just got to work harder next month. You know, you, you put it all in, all in or nothing. Um, you, you just, maybe you just sort of talk, you know, talk to everybody about the business, talk to everybody about the products, give samples, you know, it, you, maybe you just didn't do, you know, you just didn't do something. And, and I was feeling like, what the hell else could I have done? Like, please, I, I don't know what else I could have done, but she hit that rank and I didn't. And, and I had a lot of disappointment. Um, it, for me, um, even though I deal with the up and down, you know, anxiety and things, I, it, it made me, it pushed me to do harder and next month I ranked. So it, it wasn't a bad thing for me. However, for somebody that is, that can't handle that pressure and that disappointment, that's a very dangerous, mental health is, is huge. And, and sometimes there are things that trigger people that might not trigger you, but it's gonna trigger the next person. And, you know, you, you're just, you're, you're taught to be happy. You're taught to, oh, I'll just push forward. It's just, you know, I, I just, I wasn't working hard enough. You know, it, it, nobody wants to stop and talk about like the big picture here. It's always like you, you, you just didn't work hard enough. Um, you know, who next month, who can you talk to about the business? You know, like maybe your neighbor wants to sign up, you know, it, it's, it's always very generic advice. It's always, um, you know, it, it's no different than when you're at work and you're working hard for promotion and somebody else gets it that you'd feel like doesn't deserve it. And that, that's, that's hard. It breaks your heart. And, but this is like every month, every month you're short unless you pay for your rank. But sometimes you just can't, you, you just can't get there. And then sometimes, you know, they, this is a big thing too. You know, they tell you about personal development. Personal development was huge for me. I, I found several girls that I liked, um, uh, like trainers, sales trainers, things like that. And I listened to them constantly, two, three hours a day. Like when I was in the shower, I was making dinner. I just I wanted to keep my mindset, you know, that mindset's huge. And I, I kept up on it so much. I kept up on it so much. And it, it's just you know, at some point you, you start to like break down because you're like, I am working hard. I am doing these things. And for me, I was seeing benefit. You know, I think the average person leaves multi-level marketing and, and they move on and they're fine and they use it to like you do, you know, um, you're just, you move on, not a big deal. Some people though, um, they're, they're not as lucky. Um, I would say I'm anti MLM. I am. Um, I'm, I'm going to gently and silently support people if they still want to do it. That's cool. I'm, I'm not here to judge yet. I was, I was in it obviously. And um, it, at the time that's, that's what I needed, I guess. And now that I look back, it's probably not what I needed, but at the time I felt good. Um, 
it, the mental health part of it is is very dangerous and and unfortunately the people that are being preyed upon to join these companies are not in a position where I mean we're not talking about people like my mom in the 80s that did Tupperware parties you know in their family room like th- this is this is like people are trying to get you to believe that, oh, for an hour a day, you can be a millionaire and it's not. And then when you don't get it, you're like, you know, it's me. It's a bad cycle. And, and you've talked about this before. Most people join multiple companies. In fact, last summer, I randomly joined another company too. I still wasn't even out of that mindset. Thankfully, like I didn't have the time to work it and I didn't get back into it, but I thought, "Mm, what if extra money, you know? Yeah. Because they're so good at that. Right. They're so good at promising the American dream and saying, girl, you can do this. You're a rock star. What if this is the one, what if this is the one and it's that FOMO. And that's what it was. It was I better get into it before other people do so they can buy from me. Luckily, I never even sold a dime with that company. Even though there was like weird things before, I was like, I'm not going to run it this way. Like this time I'm working full time, you know, and luckily I didn't have the time to really pursue it. So I I just let it go. And I'm I'm glad (laughs) I didn't, I didn't lose a ton of money. You know, I, it's just whatever, but, um, it is, it's dangerous. And, And most of these people, um, I read a thing the other day where somebody said a lot of times that they prey on people who are, I don't want to use the word uneducated because I don't mean that in a bad way, but people who um, are not already successful in their life um, because they're just, you're, they're trying to sell that dream to somebody. And, and maybe that stay at home mom, who's got three kids and you know, the, the promises that aren't being fulfilled by these companies, it's, it's, um, it's sad. It's, it's sad that this is happening. But again, when you get in these companies, you don't realize you're just taught to, to pursue other people. You're, you're taught to do this because that's how you were brought in. Um, you don't see anything wrong with it. It's, it's heartbreaking. I see a lot of people that are stuck with these companies that are do, doing lives, trying to sell stuff. And in fact, I see LuLaRoe people all the time. And I'm just like, are they really happy? Like, are you know, behind this on a Facebook live, um, behind that post, are, are they, are they happy or are they just making it seem like they're happy to bring people over to their side? And I hate that so much because, um, I was happy when I was making those posts, but when I read them, when I look back, I'm like, it wasn't happiness. It was, and it wasn't me being fake. I, I did, I did feel at that time that that's who I was, but I'm like, I changed everything about myself to be part of this weird dream where I was hoping that I could get a free car and I, I could retire my husband. And, you know, because that's what these girls, these top leaders at these events are telling people, Oh, my, my husband could quit his job. You know, we can travel, we, we can, go overseas and build our team if we want to, you know, I thought that could be me too. And it's, um, I'm not disappointed by it. I think I learned a lot. Actually, a lot of what I learned with that, the sales training that I used to do on my Facebook lives, I use that every day in my job, not upset about it. I just wish, um, my hope is that more people come out of it 
okay and that they're not um, emotionally scarred. They're not upside down financially. It didn't ruin their marriage. I feel very fortunate that I came out with life lessons and that I'm like, I can get on here and talk about this and I'm not in tears because I'm like, I didn't have a bad experience with bullying. I didn't have these people, you know, down my throat every day to sell and do this because I, I was probably doing all those things they wanted me to anyway. I was working my businesses. Um, I was making them proud because that's a, that's a big thing too. You want to, you want to make your upline proud, right? It's like, they're not your boss. I don't know what you're trying to prove to anybody. Um, but I'm hoping that somebody out there is going to listen to my story and be like, I am happy. Or, you know, I used to do a direct sales company. Or I used to be an MLM and, and I was happy. I made good money, but this was not normal. What I was doing, what I was being taught it's not okay. It's, it's not okay. Um, it's never going to go away. So we just have to educate. That's all I can exactly. say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at the end, we like to do the rapid fire questions. So I'm going to go ahead and start, right? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so what's one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Cringiness. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, a warning to somebody that wants to join an MLM. Um, go into it with an open mind. Do not think it's overnight success and know that there are hidden things. Um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes you don't know about. My mom did it when I was younger. She loved it, you know, but don't get into it thinking you're going to be a millionaire and stop being spammy. <laughs> Just, that's probably my biggest one. If people want to join you, they will. Don't chase them, please. <laughs> uh, the worst MLM in your opinion? I don't think there's a worst. There's probably a couple that I feel like uh, It Works and Unique are probably my two biggest ones. I feel like they are, they're big on the copy and paste stuff. Um, they're all bad though. They all have hidden secrets. They all have the people at the top that are pushing stuff down. I don't think there's any of them that are safe, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, the hardest lesson that you learned while in MLM? Oh, hardest lesson. Um, probably just coming to truth with this, um, listening to your episodes and thinking, oh my gosh, like I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I had no idea that I was so wrapped up. And even though I had things in, I knew that there was stuff during those times and even after when I was kind of done with it that I'm like eh, I didn't like that I did that I didn't know like across the board that this was a thing um it's, it's hard it's hard to it's a hard pill to swallow to to know that first of all you're not alone other people are dealing with this too and it's like how is this such a thing truly how, how do you have a podcast on this like we were all freaking duped all of us like that's, that's hard for me to accept for some reason. It, it really is. It's really hard to accept. The fact that I, that there's multiple anti-MLM podcasts uh, and, and documentaries and books and groups and all kinds of things. Like the fact that we even need it at all. <laughs> well, like going back to Scientology, you think, how do those people, all of them, they didn't see it coming hello, we're all on the same podcast, talking or listening. 
And then the last question, which is my favorite, and you sort of mentioned it already, but we'll talk about it again. A positive takeaway from your time in MLM that you still actually use. Um, I felt like the advice I was giving people um, for customer service, how to talk to people, the sales part, genuinely use those tactics for my job now. Um, And I'm not in sales for my job now, but I deal with a lot of customers, um, have a big customer base. And I'll be honest, these are things that I teach the people I work with as well. Um, You know, I don't do training sessions or anything like that, but I, I do help them out with stuff like this. And in, 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 when it's used in the right way, it's powerful for sure. So I learned a lot as far as that, but um, I, we were using it the wrong way. Well, I just want to say thank you. I know you're at the lake with your family, <laughs> but I also know that you felt very compelled to share this with me and my audience because it is something that's so important and it isn't really something that we've talked about yet. So I really, really, really appreciated your perspective um and your insight and your inside juicy tea was really great too um and i'm so happy that you found me and that we were able to connect and that you're able to grow and learn it's so exciting for me because I, you know i did this and i never thought that i would ever connect with anybody like outside of my anti-emblem circle anyway so um that's just even just hearing that you were like i heard your podcast I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm here. <laughs> wanted to talk like that is just so, um, I've been having a lot of struggles lately, uh, emotionally and mentally. And so being able to talk to you and hear that and know that I'm actually making a difference. Um, You're making an impact for sure. <laughs> it, it really, I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to have these conversations and that we're able to learn and be better and do better and teach others the same uh, and it's like an anti MLM MLM, <laughs> like John Oliver says, it's like the anti pyramid. We're like, now we're sharing the anti MLM side. Just send this episode to five friends and tell them to send it to five friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll all know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I seriously had a blast. It, this is the first time I really talked about this with anybody, but my husband, it feels good just to get it out there. So thank you so much for having me on here. I I really hope this will help other people. Thank you again. And uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast and share your stories, like Julie so bravely did, it really does help people. Please email me at therealrobertoblevins at gmail.com. I am very backlogged. So please um, be patient with me. (laughs) I will see you guys next week. And um, you know, be kind to each other and, and, and show empathy. Uh, compassion is very important nowadays. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.